Warning, this podcast may contain strong explicit language as this is my personal opinions on football. Listener discretion advised. You are now listening to The Stumpy Show. What's poppin' everybody? What's poppin'? Brand new whip just hot. And welcome to another episode of The Stumpy Show. As always, I'm your host Kyle Stump, a.k.a. Stumpy. And with just a few more weeks before the playoffs start, things are going crazy as usual. So let's get right into it. Bing bong! First up, we go all the way to Lucas Oil Stadium as the New England Patriots took on the Indianapolis Colts. And coming into this game, the Pats were on a seven-game winning streak. And in this game, Mac Jones of the New England Patriots went 26-45 for for almost 300 yards passing. And also two touchdowns and a whopping two interceptions. And in the receiving game, a big game for tight end Hunter Henry as he had six receptions for 77 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Not much on defense to point out besides one sack by Dietrich Wise and one interception on the day by Devin McCourty. And even though he did not have the best game for the Colts, Carson Wentz went 5 for 12 for 57 yards passing, one touchdown and one interception. He didn't have to be as Jonathan Taylor is carrying his load as always when he with him having 29 carries for 170 yards rushing and one touchdown and on defense one sack on the day by DeForest Buckner one interception on the day by Darius Leonard and I forgot to mention at one point the Colts blocked a punt which was returned by, for a touchdown by EJ Speed and as a Pats fan I was disappointed with the Colts being up 20 to nothing, almost heading into the fourth quarter. But in the fourth quarter, the Patriots came to score 17 unanswered points. And just as we thought the Pats were going to come back into this game and potentially win it, Jonathan Taylor was like in Indianapolis almost giving the Pats the game. But Jonathan Taylor was like, Psych! That's the wrong number. As he went over 60 yards for the game ceiling touchdown in almost as the two minute warning was on its way, leading the Colts to beat the New England Patriots for the first time since Peyton Manning was their quarterback. As the Colts won this game with a final score of 27 to 17. Bing bong. And now we move to Lucas Oil Stadium to the Motor City as the in, the Arizona Cardinals took on the Detroit Lions. And in this game for the Cardinals, Kyler Murray went 23 for 41 for 257 yards passing, one touchdown and one interception. And in the receiving game, Christian Kirk had nine receptions for 94 yards and one touchdown. Zach Ertz had six receptions. For 74 yards receiving. And A.J. Green had four receptions for 64 yards receiving. On defense, one sack each by Marcus Golden and Jordan Phillips. And for the Lions, a big game for Jared Goff as he went 21 for 26 for 216 passing yards and three touchdowns. And in the rushing game, Craig Reynolds had 26 carries for 112 yards rushing. And in the receiving game, a receiver who's stepped it up lately, Amaras St. Brown, 
had eight receptions for 90 yards and one touchdown receiving. And Josh Reynolds had six receptions for 68 yards receiving and one touchdown. And everybody who was not a Lions fan thought that the Lions were going to get blown out in this game by Arizona, but it turns out that this was our fate. And that's Winnie Hitton, the best idea I ever had in my entire life. That's the worst idea you ever had in your entire life. As in surprise fashion, and possibly the biggest upset of the year right now, the Lions won this game 30-12. to and, Arizona, and I'd be worried if I was Arizona. I mean, you had the Rams right up there, who pretty much took the lead in the NFC West. And now the Niners are up your tail too. So I'd be pretty worried if I was Arizona right now, especially after this game. Bing bong! And now we go on to Heinz Field as the Tennessee Titans took on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Both teams still buying for playoff spots as this game was a must win for both of them. As for the Titans, Ryan Tannehill went 23 for 20, 32 for 153 passing yards, zero touchdown, and one interception. And in the rushing game, Deontay Foreman had 22 carries for 108 yards rushing. And for the Steelers, Big Ben went 16 for 25 for 148 passing yards. And on defense, one TJ Watt had one and a half sacks on the day. Chris Wormley had one sack on the day. And Cameron Hayward had a half a sack. And also one interception by Joe Schobert. And both teams were making mistakes, but not really capitalizing. But at the end of the day, it came down to which team would make the less mistakes. And that team turned out to be the Steelers. As the Steelers won in this game in an upset with a final score of 19-13. to Bing bong! And now we go down south to Duval County as the Houston Texans took on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And might I note that both these teams are eliminated from playoff contention, as there's not much hope for them at all. But besides hope of possibly getting the number one pick, and all you had to do was lose. And for the Texans, Davis Mills went 19 for 30 for 209 passing yards, Two touchdowns and one interception. And in the receiving game, a big game for Brandon Cooks as he had seven receptions for 102 receiving yards and two touchdowns. And this Texans defense were all over Trevor Lawrence as three players had one sack. First, one, one sack by Garrett Wall, Wallow, one sack by Chris Smith, the most basic name ever. And one sack on the day by Derek Rivers. And for the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence went 22 for 38 for 210 passing yards. And in the rushing game, James Robinson had some carries as he had 18 of them for 75 rushing yards and one touchdown on a play where a fan was wide open and Trevor Lawrence could have thrown it to him for a touchdown. And in the receiving game, James O'Shaughnessy... O'Shaughnessy! Had four receptions for 60 yards. And Laquan Treadwell had six receptions for 57 yards. And not much to note besides one sack on the day by Malcolm Brown. And one interception on the day by Tyson Campbell. 
as the Texans would go on to win this game with a final score of 30-16 to in Duval County. Bing bong! And now we move from Duval County to MetLife Stadium as the D Dallas Cowboys took on the New York Giants. And for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott went 28 for 37 for 217 passing yards and one touchdown. And in the rushing game, Tony Pollard had 12 carries for 74 yards. And also Ezekiel Elliott had 16 carries for 52 yards and one touchdown. And in the receiving game, tight end Dalton Schultz had eight receptions for 67 yards and one lone touchdown. And also C.D. Lamb had six receptions for 50 yards. And on defense, the secondary was on point as three players had one interception each. One interception by Malik Hooker, one interception by Jordan Don Lewis, and one interception by Trayvon Diggs. And for the Giants, Mike Glennon couldn't do much as he went 13 for 24 for 99 yards, passing zero touchdowns and three interceptions. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Which kind of explains why, why midway through the game, he was benched in favor of Jake from State Farm. What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? Khakis. And in the rushing game, Devontae Booker had 8 carries for 74 yards, and Saquon Barkley had 15 carries for 50 yards. And on in the receiving game, Kenny Galladay had 3 receptions for 53 yards. Completely weak. But on defense, one player who has wasn't weak, Lorenzo Carter, who had 2 sacks on the day. And that was pretty much it as the Giants lost big time against the Dallas Cowboys with a final score of 21-6. to Bing bong! And now we go to the other part of New York, Buffalo, as the Carolina Panthers took on the Buffalo Bills. And for the Panthers, Cam Newton, in a game where he did not get benched midway through the game, went 18-38 for 38 for 156 passing yards, one touchdown and one interception, along with 15 carries for 71 rushing yards and one touchdown on the ground. And on defense, a big game aim for Yitor Grosmatotos, if that's how you pronounce it correctly, as he had two sacks, two and a half sacks on the day. Also on defense, one interception by Jeremy Chin, and also one sack by Brian Burns. And for the Bills, Josh Allen went 19 for 34 for 210 passing yards, three for three touchdowns, and one interception. And in the rushing game, Devin Singletary had 22 carries for 86 rushing yards and one touchdown. And in the receiving game, a big game for Gabriel Davis as he had five receptions for 85 yards and two touchdowns. And on defense, two sacks on the day by F.A. Obada, if that's how you pronounce it correctly. One sack on the day by Taron Johnson. And one sack on the day by Star Lutula Lay. And also, last but not least, one interception by AJ Klein. And this was a game that the Bills needed after losing to the Pats the last week. And they got it as they won this game with a final score 
of 31 to 14. With the Pats, with them traveling to Foxborough, their next game to possibly get redemption on the Patriots. And as a Pats fan, I hope it doesn't happen, but we will see. Bing bong. And now we go down to the 305 as the New York Jets took on the Miami Dolphins. And in this game, Miami is still trying to hang on to playoff contention as the Jets were just eliminated from playoff contention. And for the Jets, Zach Wilson went 13 for 23 for 170 yards passing. And in the rushing game, Tevin Coleman had eight carries for 50 yards. And on defense, one sack on the day by Sheldon Rankins and also one interception each by Ashton Davis and Brandon Eccles. And for the Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa went 16 for 27 for two for 196 passing yards, two along with two touchdowns and two interceptions. And in the rushing game, a big game for Duke Johnson as he had 22 carries for 107 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And also Miles Gaskin had 10 carries for 54 yards rushing. And in the receiving game, Devontae Parker had four receptions for 68 pass receiving yards and one touchdown. And Isaiah Ford had three receptions for 51 yards receiving. And also a receiving touchdown by a defensive tackle, Christian Wilkins. And on defense, a big game by Jerome Baker, who had two sacks on the day. And also four different Dolphins players, each with one sack. Brandon Jones, Andrew Van Ginkle, Zach Seiler, and Emmanuel Ogba. Each with one sack. As the game was winding down, this game got closer and closer. But in the end, the Dolphins prevailed and and won this game, continuing their winning streak with a final score of 31-24. And now we're going to get Rocky Mountain High as the Cincinnati Bengals took on the Denver Broncos. And for the Bengals, Joe Burrow went 15 for 22 for 157 yards, passing him one touchdown. And in the rushing game, Joe Mixon had 17 carries for 58 yards rushing. And in the receiving game, a big game for Tyler Boyd as he had five receptions for 96 receiving yards and one touchdown. We are definitely living in the matrix where both the Bengals and Broncos, who both teams have been broken in the last five years, are competing for a playoff spot at this point in the season. And this game was pretty short for Teddy Bridgewater as he went 12 for 22 for 98 passing yards. As Bridgewater left the game due to a concussion as he was carted off the field. And in came Drew Locke as he went 6 for 12 for 88 passing yards and one touchdown. And in the rushing game, Javante Williams had 15 carries for 72 yards and Melvin Gordon had 15 carries for 53 yards as this game came close the Bengals were just one step ahead over the broncos as the Bengals won this game in a close one with a final score of 15 to 10 bing bong and now we move to the rocky mountains to the golden gate as the atlanta falcons took on the san francisco 49ers and the falcons are just are hanging on by a threshold in the playoff picture and the 49ers have been hot as of late and for the Falcons Matt Ryan went 19 for 32 
for for 236 passing yards and one touchdown. And in the receiving game, Russell Gage had eight receptions for 91 receiving yards and one touchdown. And also rookie tight end Kyle Pitts had four receptions for 77 yards receiving. As after that game, Kyle Pitts becomes the first tight end rookie to top over 800 receiving yards since former Giants tight end Jeremy Shockey did that in 2002. And now Pitts is on pace to possibly chase another rookie tight end rookie record for most receiving yards most receiving yards by a rookie tight end, which the leader of that was Mike Ditka, as he didn't, he had 1,060, scratch that, 1,076 receiving yards as a rookie back in 1961, and a couple big games, and Pitts might break that record. A record that's been held for 50 years. And for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo went 18 for 23 for 235 passing yards and one touchdown. And without their top running back, Elijah Mitchell, it was no problem as Jeffrey Wilson stepped up and had 21 carries for 110 yards rushing and one touchdown. And in the receiving game, George Kittle had six receptions for 93 yards. And Debo Samuel had four receptions for 60 yards. Not much notable on defense to point out besides one sack by Nick Bosa one sack and one sack by Arden Key. As the 49ers would trample through the Falcons as the 49ers won this game with a final score of 31 to 13. Bing bong. And now we move from the West Coast back to the East Coast as the Green Bay Packers took on the Baltimore Ravens. And if the Packers won this game, they would clinch a playoff spot. And that was pretty much on the line. And the Baltimore Ravens were just trying to stay alive after losing the past couple games. And for the Packers, A.A. Ron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, went 23 for 31 for 268 passing yards and three touchdowns. And in the rushing game, Aaron Jones had 13 carries for 58 yards rushing. And in the receiving game, Mar- Marquise Valdez-Scantling had five receptions for 98 receiving yards and one touchdown. And for the Ravens, I can't believe it's not Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley had went 28 for 40 for 215 passing yards and two touchdowns, along with 13 carries for 73 yards rushing and two touchdowns on the ground. And in the receiving game, tight end Mark Andrews had 10 receptions for 136 yards receiving and both touchdowns. And this game was very close as Huntley ran the ball in for a short touchdown after being down 31-24. to And John Harbaugh decides to go for the win and go for two with the score being 31 to 30 and just as you thought that they learned their lesson from against Pittsburgh where they they went for two but failed miserably yeah they didn't learn from that they did the same thing same result as the Packers just won this game with a final score of 31 to 30 and the Packers 
finally clinched their ticket into the playoffs. And the first time anybody has clinched their ticket into the playoffs this season after 15 weeks. Bing bong. And now we go to the other Bay Area in Tampa as the New Orleans Saints took on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As this game was kind of a slugfest, to say the least. And for the Saints, Taysom Hill went 13 for 27 for 154 passing yards. And in the receiving game, not a lot of people had a big game besides Marquise Callaway. Callaway as he had six receptions for 112 receiving yards. And on defense, a big game all around for Cameron Jordan, as he had two sacks and a forced fumble. And also one sack on the day by Marcus Davenport. And one other player had a big game for the Saints defense, but we'll get to him later. For the Buccaneers, Tom Brady went 26 for 48 for 214 passing yards and that other stat we'll get to later and in the rushing game ronald jones had eight carries for 63 rushing yards and on defense one sack each by levante david and joe tyron and this game was didn't have any touchdowns as with a little pat with a little more than Three minutes left in the game. Brady tried to bring the Buccaneers down the field to try to end the game. Well, at least score one touchdown and then possibly get the ball back to lead the Buccaneers to a win. But that was pretty much ended by Chauncey Gardner-Johnson as he picked off Brady on the Buccaneers 40-43. As after that, Brady would cry and yell at his offensive coordinator and after that, just throw a tablet, breaking it as well. With after the game, Gardner Gardner Johnson would tweet out, "Hey Microsoft Surface, can you can y'all send me a new new Surface tablet? I need to get a I need to give it to a friend who broke his his thank you and Merry Christmas with the angel emoji." As after after that interception, the Saints would just run the clock. And win this game as Tom Brady would be blown out in a game for the first time in 15 years. And not only that, but lost Chris Godwin for the rest of the year due to a torn ACL. With the Saints winning this game with a final score of 9 to nothing. Bing bong. And now we go on to the, the other part of Ohio. The home of LeBron as the Las Vegas Raiders took on the Cleveland Browns. As this game was originally supposed to be played on Saturday night before the Pats-Colts game, but due to the insane amount of COVID cases, this game was postponed to Monday. As for the Raiders, Derek Carr went 25 for 38 for 236 passing yards, one touchdown, and one interception. And in the receiving game, Zay Jones surprising name to see on here as we normally don't rely on him to have a good game at times well a decent game he had six receptions for 67 yards receiving and also foster moreau another weird name that we normally never see put big numbers for the raiders he had seven receptions for 65 yards receiving and for the browns no baker mayfield and no case keenum as both of them were on the COVID list, 
So in came Nick Mullins, and he went 20 for 30 for 147 passing yards and one touchdown. And in the rushing game, Nick Chubb had 23 carries for 91 yards and one touchdown. And this game was very close, and just as the Browns thought they had this game won, Carr drove the ball down the field, setting up Daniel Carlson for a 48-yard field goal which he hit in good, and the Raiders would survive another day as they won this game with a final score of 16-14. to Bing bong! And now we go on to Soldier Field as the Minnesota Vikings took on the Chicago Bears. Bears. As for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins went 12 for 24 for, 80, for a whopping 87 passing yards along with two touchdowns and one interception. And in the rushing game, Dalvin Cook had 28 carries for 89 yards rushing. And on defense, a big game for somebody unnamed, who was not really a big name, definitely not a big name. Three sacks on the day by DJ Wanum, who was pretty much showing Justin Fields no mercy. And speaking of Fields, he went 26 for 39, for 285 passing yards and one touchdown. And in the rushing game, David Montgomery had 18 carries for 60 yards. And in the receiving game, Cole Komet had 71 receptions, had six receptions for 71 yards. Darnell Mooney had five receptions for 63 yards. And Damir Bird had six, had five receptions for 62, 62 yards. And on defense, a big game by Akeem Hicks and Robert Quinn as they each had two sacks on the day. And also one interception on the day by Dion Bush. But it was not enough as the Vikings the Vikings offense were a little bit too much for the Bears defense to an extent. And the, off- and the Bears offense could not capitalize that much. As the Vikings won this one 17 to 9 with, with that only touchdown by Fields g- given at the end of the game. And because of that, the Bears are now eliminated from playoff contention. Like in Squid Game, Chicago Bears eliminated. Bing bong. And thanks to COVID, two games were moved to Tuesday night as Tuesday night was my 22nd birthday. But to get that out of the way, the first game was played by the Washington football team against the Philadelphia Eagles. And the football team did not have their starting quarterback and their backup, so no Taylor Heineke and no Kyle Allen. So in came Garrett Gilbert, as he went 20 for 31 for 194 passing yards. And on defense, one sack by Jonathan Allen, one sack by Montez Sweat, and one interception by Landon Collins. And for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts went 20 for 26 for 296 passing yards, one touchdown, and one interception, along with two touchdowns on the ground. And also in the rushing game, Miles Sanders had 18 carries for 131 rushing yards and also Jordan Howard had 15 15 carries for 69 rushing yards and in the receiving game tight end Dallas Goddard 
had seven receptions for 135 receiving yards. And Jalen Rager had three receptions for 57 yards receiving. And only notable thing to point out is two sacks on the day by Fletcher Cox, a name we haven't heard much of this season. As the Eagles would go on to win this game by a, by 10 with a final score of 27 to 17. And the football team isn't out yet, but the Eagles control their own destiny right now to possibly snag a wild card spot. Bing bong. And lastly, the other game that was postponed to Tuesday night, the game between the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. And the Seahawks haven't been performing as they should, and one loss could, this loss could have been the first losing season in Russell Wilson's career. And speaking of Russell Wilson, he went 17 for 31 for 156 passing yards and no touchdowns and one interception. And in the receiving game, Gerald Everett had four receptions for 60 yards receiving and DK Metcalf had six receptions for 52 yards receiving. And on defense, three sacks on the day by Carlos Dunlap one sack by Rashawn Green, Rasheem Green, and one interception by Quandre Diggs. And for the Rams, Matthew Stafford went 21 for 29 for 224 passing for no 244 passing yards and two touchdowns and one interception. And in the rushing game, Sony Michelle had 18 carries for 92 rushing yards. And in the receiving game, who else but Cooper Cup having nine receptions for 136 receiving yards and two touchdowns. And yeah, I'm saying that like I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that much, but I'm still impressed with the season he's having. And on defense, one sack each by two all pros, one sack by Aaron Donald and one sack by Von Miller, as that was his first sack as a Ram. And also one sack by Leonard Floyd, and one interception by Taylor Rapp. And this was another game that was won by 10 by the Rams, with a final score of 20-10. to 10, As this season marks the first, first season in Russell, in Russell Wilson's career, as he has a that Russell Wilson has had a losing season. Bing bong. And now we go to my offensive and defensive player of the week. And my offensive player of the week has to go to Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, we see him still putting up stats like that, putting up 410 passing yards and three touchdowns against the Chargers. I mean, he'll pretty much be put to the test next week against the Steelers, but mainly because he won't have his two top targets in Travis Kelsey and Ty Tyreek Hill as they're both on the COVID list and won't be eligible to play against Pittsburgh. And my honorable mentions have to go to Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts, Cooper Cup from the LA Rams, and Duke Johnson of the Miami Dolphins. And my defensive player of the week has to go to DJ Wannum. Three sacks on the day. And we barely heard of this kid. And Kirk Cousins didn't really need to have the best game of his career. And this guy is one of the players why he had to do that. But then again, 
even though it was against the Chicago Bears, and the Bears probably have one of the worst O-lines in the league right now, that's still impressive if you put up three sacks in one night. My honorable mentions have to go to Cameron Jordan of the New Orleans Saints, Carlos Dunlap of the Seattle Seahawks, and Robert Quinn of the Chicago Bears. And the week before the Super Bowl comes the Pro Bowl, which is like the all-star game for the NFL. And I will I would announce today who who made the Pro Bowl and give you my Pro Bowl snubs, but that'll possibly be for next episode, which will probably be released the next day. So there will be more on that in the next episode. As I will wrap up this episode right now. As always, I'm your host Kyle Stump, aka Stumpy, and I'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.